0: to the
1: Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast.
0: What smells so bad?
1: It's strong, but you'll get used to it. Now here's your hosts, Nick Stevenson and Chris
0: Clark. (laughs)
1: Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening in the world... You have just tuned in to episode 10 of the Smells Like Middle Aged Spirit podcast. We are gracious and humbled that you've decided to join us yet again. I'm Nick Stevenson. Chris Clark is in the building. What's going on, fella? What's up, my brother? Hey, man, we're fired up for this one. Oh, buddy, <laughs> I'm ready. We are fired up for this one. <laughs> you know, we've talked a lot about giving people the opportunity to see how two people who may not necessarily see everything the same way. Mm-hmm. Can have a conversation with one another and it not get belligerent, yeah, it not get crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we told ourselves to do this, we're going to make sure we stay away from a lot of hot button issues. <laughs> <laughs> As I listen back to all the episodes that we've done so far, I'm very proud of what we've done, but I started to listen back and I kind of got this feeling that there's a lot of stuff going on in real time mm-hmm. in the real world yep. that it almost seems like we're aloof to. Okay. And that was kind of on purpose. Uh huh. We tried to make this show kind of a distraction from a lot of the negative things that are going on. Of course. I think it's time that we address a couple of elephants that are sitting <laughs> in the room. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of current events that have been going on. I thought we'd get into them, kind of just give our points of view on it. Okay. People have been begging for us to disagree on something. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> and I know. That's probably going to happen today. I know by the end of this conversation, no matter how it goes, where it goes, like me and you, we're going to be good.
0: Of course. It and always we're going to show it always is everybody
1: what it should look like, because Very I've been cool. really disappointed in what I've seen from people with varying beliefs, varying points of view and how they're treating one another. It's uh-huh. fucking depressing. And it goes all the way up to the highest level. It's kind of sad. So some current events. The first one I want to ask you about, we talked last episode about the tragedy of the helicopter crash in Calabasas. Mm -hmm. There were nine individuals who lost their lives, one of them being a very prominent figure, Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. And for the first few days, there was a lot of outpouring of love, not only for Kobe, but for the other victims. And then it shifted to some stupid shit. (laughs) I wanted to talk about a little bit about what I saw out there that really bugged me, and it's not going to be what most people are thinking about. If you don't know, in the early two thousands, Kobe Bryant was involved in a rape allegation. Uh-huh. The 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 stupid stuff I saw didn't have anything to do with his rape allegation, but there were people bringing that up. And what I I'll, see a few, yeah. So so what, so what I said, like what that. I'll say is this: he had an allegation of rape uh, of a young woman that he said he had consensual sex with. Mm-hmm. What made it kind of smell bad is that all of a sudden this young lady refused to testify, so they dropped the case, and then later it got settled in a civil case. Okay. And what also made it kind of strange for people is that after the civil case was settled, he came out and gave an apology to the young woman. Basically, I believe his words were, I felt like this was something consensual, but obviously this person didn't feel that way, and for that I'm sorry. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Right. That is strange. And apparently there's people who've dug up some of the evidence from his case and it was a little. eh. Okay. this is what I'll say. I don't know what happened. And right now, the only person alive who does know what happened is this young lady wherever she is. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to comment on something that I don't know. about. Of course. Yeah. Because I'm not naive enough to think that it's not possible mm-hmm. that he did that, and I'm not naive enough to think that it's not possible that he didn't, and this person was chasing money and see, or that's, fame. That's it's possible. Yeah, we don't know though. Yeah, that is true. And that is very true. so I'm not going to comment and pretend like I do. Mm-hmm. So what I'm absolutely not going to do is all of a sudden have fake outrage about it. <laughs> yeah. Twenty yeah. years later. Yeah. When where were these people? Fighting for justice for this young when lady this, when, this when he was alive, uh, two thousand two. Okay, I want to say. Okay, those people were nowhere to be found. Yeah. All of a sudden, this man is a father. He has children, a family. He's doing things for the community. Mm-hmm. None of these people were anywhere to be found. Of course. The day he dies and his daughter tragically dies with him, all of a sudden they're advocates again. Yeah. And that's just that was a really bad look. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. not what yeah. I saw that really bothered me. What I saw that bothered me the most is I saw a certain group of African-American women who said that they would not mourn Kobe Bryant because he was not married to a black woman.
0: No, really?
1: And he had not invested his money into the black community.
0: That, that's pure insanity. It's
1: stupid. That's insane. It's stupid. It just kind of takes a snapshot and a picture of where we are in society right now. Yeah, it's really troublesome is that everybody wants to make something about them. Of course, they take the death of not just one man, but nine people. Yeah. And they stand up on this pedestal and to advocate that you're not going to mourn. First of all, Kobe Bryant's family is not hurting because you're not mourning. Yeah, they're hurting because their father, their husband, their uncle, their brother is gone. Nobody gives a shit. Why are you on social media like, oh, I'm not going to mourn for him because he didn't marry a black? First of all, that's stupid.
0: That That's those social media justice warriors Yeah, for here's you.
1: the thing. People fought and died for equality so that no matter what the color of your skin was, mm-hmm. you were the same as the man next to you. Yes. Okay? Pe- my parents, my mom is black, mm-hmm. my father is white. Mm-hmm. This is in the 80s. They barely missed the deadline to where... It was acceptable for mixed couples to be together. But people fought for that. There was a time that it was illegal for a white man to marry a black woman. Yeah, People fought and died, gave up their lives, devoted their entire lives to be able to take this stupidity away. And here we sit, and you're going to stand up on your high horse and put a man down post-mortem because... He didn't marry a black woman. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking insane. Yeah, no, it's it so is. stupid. And it, it makes me sad for just like I said, where we are. I want to be very careful. Like these are the people who are in control of our future, though. Like that makes it scary. And the the children that they produce, they're yeah. going to teach their children yeah. this stupid shit. Yeah. And like we work so hard to get to a certain point, And it's like shit's going backwards now. And it really, really bothers me. And so of the current events that were really bugging me, that was one of them. I saw a lot of stupid reactions. There were people arguing basically, oh, he wasn't a real black man. Like, just How just you, really stupid I, shit, I, man. I don't.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I,
1: and it's like I kind of talked about with true crime. Like, the story gets sensationalized uh, and you forget, like, these are real people. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Imagine if somebody was saying that about your brother. Yeah. Or your niece who had mm-hmm. passed away. Imagine somebody was taking something so devastating to you and making a mockery of it. Yeah. But like you said, it's social media. You get real brave when you got a screen and a keyboard in front of you. You'll yeah. say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, of course. And there's no consequences for it. Yeah. And it's just it's just sad, man. That really bothered me. And then there was the reactions to the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> did you watch the Super Bowl halftime show? I did. Yes. Okay. I did. Okay. Do you do you watch the Super Bowl every year? I watch
0: the Super Bowl every year. Okay, do you only pay attention? Because, only because I buy squares. Right, like right, I said, right, right. I'm not a sports guy. I don't give a shit who wins, who loses. Yeah, All I care yeah. about is my squares hit. I and guess you. what, motherfucker? Fourth quarter of this game. You hit? I hit. For the God first dear. for the first time in years, bro. Dude, I couldn't I've always
1: it. been really close to hitting. I remember when Philadelphia was playing the Patriots, I think. Uh-huh. I was about to win the first quarter, because the Eagles scored a touchdown at the last second mm. of the first quarter, and I was one point away, and they had to kick the extra point. So I'm like, uh, And he fucking missed it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I lost yeah.
1: like three hundred dollars. Yep. Like, are you serious? I
0: mean, every
1: time I watch these games, I, like I said,
0: I don't watch all the games, but the Super Bowl and the World Series. And every time I'm watching these games, you know, I'm sitting there like, "All right, come on, Chiefs! I need you to." You know, stick it in for a touchdown yeah. and miss that fucking extra point. <laughs> I, need yeah. that, I need that kicker to yeah. fuck up.
1: Yeah, you're a gambling degenerate now. And then I next score,
0: I'm like, I'm like, come on come on, 49ers. Come on, Chiefs. Like, you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah,
1: see, you're one of those people who you're paying attention to the stuff around the game. Yes. Not necessarily. You have no yeah. rooting interest in the game. No, no, no. Okay, so, so the halftime show is one of those things. Uh-huh. Here's what's weird to me. I've seen a lot of people blasting other people for... Being upset about yeah the yeah. Super Bowl halftime show, I have not seen one person who was actually upset about the Super Bowl halftime. Have you?
0: I, so what I've seen is screenshots from like those mom groups about how inappropriate it was, and they're posting, they're screenshotting that stuff, posting on their timeline and saying like how fucking ridiculous is this? Right? Come on, Karen, you know. <laughs>
1: Okay, because I was like, where are all these angry people? All I see yeah. is people angry at the angry people. Yeah. Okay, so I watched the Super Bowl halftime show, and I was seeing on social media, like, this was the greatest Super Bowl halftime show ever.
0: I mean, it was a um, it was a good show. Yeah. Say, I- hey.
1: Okay, Michael Jackson would disagree with you, number one. <laughs> uh, what was that, 1994, 95? Uh, Michael Jackson would have something to say about that. I think Prince... Did a halftime show one time? uh I mean, we're talking about legends. Now, definitely Shakira and and J-Lo, they've got skins in the game. And at their age, 43, 50 years old, like they put on a badass show. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was at work. Every single mofo inside of that (laughs) CCR (laughs) had their eyes glued (laughs) to the fucking screen. Like, oh, my God, wardrobe malfunction. Where's the wardrobe malfunction? (laughs) Yeah. But let's keep it real. We've seen some way... Worst shit oh, on yeah, television, absolutely. okay. Do you guys forget in 2006? Like a titty popped out on the Super Bowl, yeah. Like, yeah. come on, yep. I, I don't understand the outrage about that. And th- of course, here we go again in this society. You got this group of people over here. Oh, this is just racism, it, it's because they're Latino women and blah 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 blah, or it's sexism because I did, I did all see- these women were going crazy when Adam Levine was half naked yes. on the stage. Yes. And, and those same women are going crazy because there's <laughs> half naked women on the right, stage. Right. Like, know? we just live in a world where people will find anything to bitch about. Yes. Anything yes. to cause a ruckus. Uh huh. And it's like, just stop. Why can't we just watch the Shut damn the, game? If you don't like it, turn it off. Turn it off. Let's just watch the damn game. Yep. Win our squares. Yep. Eat a fuck ton of nachos and yep. buffalo wings and drink till <laughs> you throw up, whatever it is. Yep. And then wake up the next day and live your fucking life. Yep. I just, everything is causing outrage now it's yep. insane yep. We're, when it's, we get when we get down the line in this conversation we're probably going to cause some outrage dude, with it's somebody the,
0: it's the normal thing to be offended now and not only to be offended but to publicize how and why you're offended yeah like
1: that's become the norm and you know what that's creating that's creating the polar opposite the people who are now trying to trigger people yes they're being nasty on purpose yep they're they are they want that reaction yep. now yep and you're right. It's this paradigm is it's fucking insane. There's either people who are way too fucking sensitive or not sensitive enough. Yeah. There is nobody in the middle. (laughs) Like all of a sudden the idea of being politically correct became a bad thing. Yeah. That's like a four letter word. Like don't be politically correct. Heaven forbid you keep your mouth shut on something so that you don't hurt someone else's feelings. Like we don't care about people's feelings anymore. If you have feelings, then you're just a little bitch and you're a pussy and get over it. And we're drinking liberal tears. And like, this is, this is the world we live in, dude. (laughs) It's
0: fucking crazy. Unfortunately, you're right.
1: Like every one of us at some time has had to keep our mouth shut to keep from hurting somebody else's feelings. You're right. Okay. Mm Hmm. Every one of us, if you're married, you definitely have fucking done it. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong yep. with that. There's nothing wrong with considering how the words that come out of your mouth could affect somebody or off of your fingertips are going to affect someone. Yep. That is called courtesy. Yep. That is called decency. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Whatever's in your mind that you want to say, say it to yourself and laugh your ass off to yourself. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that I'm talking about this, this paradigm here because that trickles. We're seeing the same shit in the highest levels of our government. Yeah. There are two extreme polar opposites mm-hmm. and nothing in the middle. Like you either believe one thing and you are this class or this group of individuals or you believe this and you're this group. Nobody's allowed to be in the middle anymore. I'll give you a perfect example. I went to go register Whitney's vehicle mm-hmm. and there was these guys out there wanting me to sign a petition yes. to protect my gun rights. And I'm like, okay. I'm a firm believer in the second amendment. Uh-huh. I believe you should have the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want lunatics having guns, but I know that it's very hard to legislate that because they're going to get them somehow. Mm-hmm. So I'm with the whole, Hey, let's protect law abiding citizens, right? To yeah. bear arms. I'm with that. So they start asking me, well, are you more likely to vote democratic or Republican?
0: Why, why does that even matter? And I'm why like, does that matter?
1: that's exactly what I said. I'm like, does that really matter? I was like, I'm, I honestly don't know what I'm more likely to vote because I've voted for Republicans. I've voted for Democrats. I've voted for independents Mm -hmm. or libertarians. Like why, why does that matter? And then they basically start trying to, you know, campaign Republican to me. Like they assume because I believe in the right to bear arms that I must be of course a Republican. And this is my point. Yeah. Like there's no way in the world I could believe in the right to bear arms and believe anything else that somebody on the other side would believe. Right. Yeah. Being in the middle, you're just lost. Like nobody gives a shit about you, and that includes politicians. Do we talked about this? Yeah, they stay in power because they get people on extremes hyped and ready to go. Yeah, Those they, are the they, motherfuckers they, out there marching, yep. screaming, <laughs> yeah. wearing vagina hats. Yeah. Like, or this, this is, this is why every time <laughs> when you see a news organization go to any type of rally, whether it's Democratic or Republican, and it seems like man, they really only ever interview the really stupid people <laughs> it's because if you are that yeah. passionate about one person and you think that one person is going to solve every problem on this planet to the point that you're tattooing your chest yeah and painting your face like you're crazy you are crazy you're, like <laughs> you are insane straight up fucking and it doesn't matter if you're democrat or republican because no. there's a, there'll be a quote-unquote conservative outlet that's posting videos of all of the stupid Democrats and the stupid answers yeah. they give because mm-hmm. nobody's really educated about anything. Yeah. They just went because their friends said, come yeah. and they're going to uh, a Republican owns a Democrat on this. <laughs> like that's what those are the headlines. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then you, on the other side, you're like, Oh, a stupid redneck Republican gets owned by educated uh, men. Like come <laughs> on. Yeah.
0: No, the, stop. The shit, the, that shit drives me crazy, but it's, it's, it's how they push it, man. It's how they push it down yes. your throat. It's how they get you to believe what they want you to believe. They get everybody fucking riled up and get them all crazy.
1: And you know who loves it is the fucking politician. Well, of course. They're just rubbing their of hands course. together, getting you all fired up, telling you all this shit they're going to do, all this bad shit the other guy's going to do, Yeah, and then they get their job. What are they really doing for you I, at the end of the day? Dude, that's, do you have any proof that all the stuff they're saying they're doing for you that they've actually done? No, you don't. And even if you do, there's gonna be three other people who are like, well, let me fact check that for you. Actually, this is happening. (laughs) (laughs) You you getting so fired up about something that honestly does not affect your everyday. No. What affects your everyday is in the four walls of your house. Yep. The place that you go to every day to earn a paycheck. That's what's affecting you. Yep. And there's some trickle down. There's some trickle down, but I'm telling you right now, dude, those politicians are putting out policies. For the people who help them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't care if you're democratic. I don't care if you're Republican. I don't care what you are. Yeah, and if you're buying into that shit so hard that you're willing to denigrate another human being and call them an idiot and call them stupid over, it doesn't matter. Like if you are that passionate about one person, like something is wrong. Yeah, it just drives me nuts. And that's that's kind of brings us to where we always said we weren't going to go, <laughs> and we're here because. I'm hoping this is this is the reason I want to talk about it, because I know there's a couple of things that we're going to disagree on. And I want, as I said in our very first episode, to show people how this is supposed to go. Of course. OK. You and I both watch the State of the Union.
0: Yes, I watch it every year.
1: Yes, I do as well. Um, for at least the last. I think I watched Bush's last one.
0: OK, so I, I was I started in the Obama administration. OK, and then I watched Bush's last yeah. one.
1: And Bush was a was a riot. I loved watching him do because he's just a good old boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, never yeah. meaning no harm. Yeah. And people used to make fun of him because he'd always mess up his words and shit. But like <laughs> <laughs> I I Yeah. And and there's no president that was perfect. Like, trust me, Bush had his flaws. But I just I was like, you know what? I can hang with him. Yeah. I can hang with him. You and I both watched the same State of the Union mm-hmm. and we saw two completely different things. You're, uh, we, <laughs> yeah. we were just yeah. talking about that. Yeah. So I, I want you to explain to me and to the audience what that state of the union, like the feeling it gave you by the end of it. You told me that you feel like it was the best you'd ever seen, so I, I did what say, gave you that feeling?
0: I did say. so I'm going to start this off by saying that my political views have shifted not I want' to say shifted. they have been my eyes have been opened.
1: they've been fine-tuned.
0: There you go. That's a that's a much better way of putting it.
1: You haven't changed. In a substantial you, way. Yeah.
0: I do not classify myself as a Democrat or a Republican. Yeah. I listen to what these guys have to say. That's how I base my decision. Right. When I would go vote previous years, I would hit straight red. Straight Republican
1: ticket. No matter what. Yeah.
0: That's That's how I was taught to vote.
1: Yeah.
0: And after this last election this will be the first year that i'm able to go in and say okay i like this i like this i like i don't like this i really don't like this or this or this yeah and make an educated and honest decision yeah not absolutely. just not just voting straight red or straight blue okay right.
1: i think they got rid of that anyway they did you have you because actually, beto, got of- beto beto fucked some shit up uh, for the yeah. republicans yes <laughs> Because um, there was
0: people I think la- I think the last presidential election you had to go through. You couldn't just you couldn't just vote straight red or straight blue. I think you actually had to go through
1: Okay. And- I thought I thought Greg Abbott recently after the the twenty eighteen midterms, I thought you Greg, might be A- right. Greg Abbott I don't, had I don't that know. passed. I don't Yeah, because that was an option when I voted in the in the twenty eighteen. I voted for Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. yeah. Because first of all, like When it came to the judges, the judge who awarded me custody of my daughter was on the ballot again. Yeah. And I thought she did a fantastic job. Not just because I won, but she was very involved. Yeah. So I voted for her. She's a Republican. Yeah. There were some other judges that I knew of and I dealt with Mm -hmm. that were Democrat. Yeah. I think people were going in. This guy Beto, he drew up some excitement early on. Yeah, yeah, he did. And say what you will about Ted Cruz. He he's a good senator, but yes. he's just kind of an unlikable guy. Yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't
0: I can't get behind the beard. I yeah. Oh, the new that.
1: beard is weird. Uh,
0: yeah, I can't. Yeah, get behind
1: He's got that. a podcast out. I don't know if you know that. He just started one. I
0: did not. Yeah, I will definitely it's, check it. Yeah, you should
1: check it out. It's it's interesting.
0: So, anyways, when it comes to the State of the Union address, I did honestly feel like it was the best one that I'd ever seen, and the reason I say that is because the excitement in the room. Okay. Mm-hmm. The energy in the room. Mm-hmm. The things that he said and did to all the guests. Okay, the way he honored them. And I know I know where you're going to come with this. With it's a it's no, you
1: don't. It's <laughs> I, you think you do. Okay. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool. No, I'm listening to you. I'm okay. listening.
0: Okay. So what the way the way he honored all of the all of the guests, what he said, what he did. My deal with the state of the union is it's not a political stunt it's not okay let me refer it's not supposed to be be a political stunt okay in the last couple years i have felt that it has been a political stunt it's been
1: on behalf of the president or yes okay
0: i've felt that it's it was yeah he
1: went off script a couple times it was
0: his way of pushing his policies and you know whatever yeah um i did not feel that with this one, I felt like it was truly about the accomplishments that he has made while he's in office and the yeah. great things that he's done and the funding that he's provided to the military and the uh, funding that he's putting into impoverished.
1: Oh, the impoverished area. Yeah,
0: the way he was, you know, when he said he was going to start putting funding and, and yeah. the impoverished area. Yeah, like HISD? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs>
1: yeah, please. Yeah. Um, I got what you're saying. I
0: just, I felt really good about it. The two things I didn't feel good about were the handshake at the beginning with Pelosi and the tearing up of the script at the end. That that was ridiculous. That That put a really, really bad taste in my mouth for.
1: So I told you that the whole thing was pretty depressing to me because the handshake, Mm -hmm. the behavior of most of the Democrats in that room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's funny that you talk about the energy in the room. Do you really feel like it was necessary to give a standing ovation every five seconds that the president said something? No, no, no.
0: I, I, I don't feel that. I, it kind of went don't. like this.
1: It kind of went like this. My fellow Americans. Oh, standing ovation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: Since I became president three years ago. Oh, yeah. Again. Thank you. Thank you. This is huge. <laughs> like everything he said yeah. gave a standing ovation. And this is what made it really awkward. Okay. Because the Democrats are on the other side of the room and they're like, really? Standing ovation. And then he would say something that they should give a standing ovation for. And they're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> the like, they're used to like they're just kind of sitting there and not paying attention. And he's yeah. like, and we love our veterans. And everybody's standing up and they're like, Oh shit, we gotta stand up and clap too. It was so fucking awkward. But they didn't man, they
0: didn't even do that when he said that. I'm talking about the no, veterans.
1: No, th- there there were times the Democrats
0: There was a few that stood up, but when like when he, when he introduced the, uh, the Yes. The gentleman that's a hundred.
1: He turned a hundred yeah, days ago. there you go. Turn a hundred.
0: Yeah. And he's the last, he's the last. Maybe
1: I'd have to rewatch it, but I felt like the whole room stood up for the veteran.
0: I don't think I have did. to rewatch it. I don't um, think they did. They, they, didn't they might know. not
1: have. And but, here's the, that's the stupid part. Like, are you going to allow one man that you dislike so badly and that's, to make you look like you're not a patriot? Let's just assume that, that you are. Me. That me. Yeah, that bothered me a lot, too. Like first that, of all, the Democrats are fucking up. Like, the
0: whole point of the State of the Union is to address the good and positive that's going on right here, right now. That is the whole point of the State of the Union. Right. To address the nation and show the progression that we've made over the past year. Yeah. that's. I just
1: don't feel like... When you say State of the Union, and I agree with you, that is what it's supposed to be. Um, it wasn't like campaign rally level Donald Trump, but he was definitely hitting his campaign points. See, I don't, I don't. And I think maybe in the State of the Union, if it kind of goes hand in hand, if you're going to talk about your accomplishments, mm-hmm. well, then you're naturally like, hey, look what I've done so far. Y'all want some more of this? 2020, <laughs> baby, you know? yeah. And other than I think the justice reform, like he wasn't, he was basically making it seem like, yo, this is the Republicans we're doing this by ourselves. It's me. Like he was he was gloating so a catch, lot about him. That's
0: I didn't catch that vibe.
1: Yeah. I didn't I didn't And catch I'm going to watch I'm going to watch it again, but it 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 felt like it felt like a campaign for Donald Trump is what it felt like. I was hoping I didn't want him to address impeachment but Mm -hmm. i was hoping he would reach out that olive branch and be like look we've been divided we need to stop this we need to come together that was that would be phenomenal that was something that would
0: be phenomenal but
1: i said this earlier he wasn't faking it he knows that this country is not united right now yeah so that's why i i felt like it was very obvious he he didn't go up there and pretend everything was all peaches and and grapes like he talked to the people he wanted to talk to I, i that's what i felt like i felt like he was talking to the people who love him, the people who stood up every five seconds when he said something like, (laughs) those are the people he was talking to. And then he sprinkled in some, like I said, he sprinkled in the veteran here and the, you know, we're going to get rid of abortion here. And he sprinkled in the, we're going to give a scholarship to this young girl. Like it was a presentation and he has a flair for the dramatic. And he he, he kept on script, but he was still him. He didn't go off the deep end. And And like,
0: it's a, when I was talking to Haley about it today.
1: Yeah.
0: When you see Trump, you see this abrasive, loud, obnoxious guy yeah. who's hooping and hollering and screaming and yelling yeah. about his beliefs. Okay. Right. That's in my opinion, that's why he is in office right now. Because mm-hmm. he's loud, he's different, he's a change of pace yeah. for politics. Absolutely. Okay? That's that's why he's there. I don't know how else you'd get there with no political background yeah
1: people were sick of politicians get up getting up there mm-hmm. and saying you know walking the line and saying everything they're supposed to do make yeah. all these promises and don't do shit about it yeah people were sick of that and some of the things he said he was going to get done he got done
0: yeah
1: um this one I'm not sure about okay. so I'm gonna ask you and anybody who's listening okay has anybody seen this 500 miles of wall that we've built
0: I have not personally seen it with my eyes so I do have a family member. Mm-hmm. Who is part of border patrol? okay, okay? There is about two hundred miles of wall up. and is this
1: new wall or this is this is existing wall that's been reinforced?
0: No, this is new. It's a new wall. This is new wall, okay. the new steel, but you know, the steel the slats. Yes, the slats.
1: okay. so it's a fence.
0: so and there's an additional five hundred miles being constructed right now,
1: okay. Where's it at? Like the part. Oh, I don't. Oh, don't he. Get me lying. Okay, I this have isn't. No clue. This is someone who works for border control. Yes. So, okay. Yes. Okay. That that I wasn't sure about. So I wasn't going to pretend yes. that that wasn't happening. That sounded like I haven't heard that. There's 500 miles of wall going up somewhere. I'm like, where's this at? Holler at me if it's coming through your backyard. Like, let me know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no,
0: it's not up yet. It is in the process of going up.
1: Okay. Let me let me address the Democrats in the room. And I don't want to offend anybody who's a Democrat, but I don't care who you were. You had, to, you had to be disheartened by what you saw. Let's pretend Trump is the least favorite president that you've ever known and ever had. I talk a lot about a look,
0: mm-hmm.
1: having a good look. Yeah, The entire country, the entire world is watching yeah. the State of the Union. Mm-hmm. And when they see half the room disengaged, reading a book. Yeah. On their smartphone, mm-hmm. chanting during the president's speech—that's not a good look. That's not a good look. I—I I don't care how you feel. Unfortunately, about,
0: that happens a lot, though. I, it's I mean, not a good look. And and every other State of the Union address. I mean, like during Obamas, like uh-huh. you, you didn't see the Republican standing. Maybe I wasn't in. paying
1: attention that hard, but you—you're—you're you're probably right.
0: It's—it's—it's it's, it's a very party-based line. You know, it's, but isn't
1: that an oxymoron? Because this is a state of the union. It, it,
0: it is. In theory, it is an oxymoron. Yeah. You have to realize where you're at. yeah, What you're doing and what your field of work is. I mean, you're a politician. You were elected as a Democrat.
1: That That's true, but you're still an American.
0: I agree with that wholeheartedly. And that's the
1: problem that's going on in I, Washington I, right I, now.
0: I agree with that wholeheartedly. I'm sorry.
1: I don't care how much you hate Donald Trump. If that man gives a little girl a scholarship, you should be on to your take, feet. Absolutely.
0: And clapping. Not for him, not for him, but for her.
1: Right. Be happy right. for her. It just really bothered me. Nancy Pelosi has not talked to Donald Trump since October. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They probably haven't even seen each other face to face. Yeah. Wasn't there um, a point
0: in time when they saw each other during the trial?
1: Like or, physically? Yeah. Well, Donald Trump wasn't there. So I don't think so. Okay. Like he was not present. And she was not one of the House managers either, so I don't even think she was there.
0: The house. She
1: couldn't be there because she was the Speaker of the House. But they haven't seen each other since October mm-hmm. when they had that press conference that she got up and walked out of. Yeah. Even if it wasn't a sincere gesture, she reached out that olive branch for <laughs> <boy. laughs> Literally reached out an olive branch, and all that was missing was Trump doing the put your hand out and then rub your fingers through your hair real quick. Oh! <laughs> if he'd have done that i'd have lost my shit dude like that would have been so fucking hilarious <laughs> I, man,
0: but he like dude i ha- i i as much as i don't like saying this out loud i have to agree with the man if somebody's been pissing on your head the past 10 months where she's been in office
1: and we're gonna get to that
0: i wouldn't shake their hand either i just that that's me as a person
1: yeah I feel you. I don't, I don't. But you're not the president of the United States. That is true. This is what we have to understand, dude. Like, whether you like it or not, the president of the United States is held to a higher standard. He's supposed to be. Of course. And it's not just conjecture. Like, it's a legitimate thing. This is the leader of the free world. Mm-hmm.
0: But you're not talking about just the president of the United States. Like, anybody in a higher power, such as themselves, yeah. should be...
1: Held to yeah. a higher. If, standard. if your child's kindergarten teacher did that, you would be like, That's kind of immature. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At what point do we let bygones be bygones? Yeah. You know, and I understand they were dead in the middle of an impeachment trial. <laughs> yeah. I just I didn't I thought it was a bad look. Everything the Democrats did was a bad look. It, there was
0: a few times where they stood up.
1: There was, but what you, what you are right about is there some people in there who were probably sitting down because they were afraid of what was gonna happen with of their course. constituents and there I really, was
0: people I really believe that it's probably 50% of those people. Yeah. I truly believe that.
1: They oh, were, that's on both sides though. There's Republicans course. who are doing what they're doing because they're afraid of their constituents. Of course.
0: I mean, and you were elected as a Democrat or a Republican official and you were support whatever that Democrat or Republican yeah. official higher above you does. But what's
1: what's supposed to happen is that these people trust you. They put you in that position, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like it's if if you allow yourself to be controlled by the mob, you're going to drive yourself nuts. Of course. That's why, however you feel about him, I give Mitt Romney credit. He voted to remove Trump today mm-hmm. to his peril. Like mm-hmm. he's, his career as a Republican is, is over. fucking over. Yes. Susan Collins, who voted to see witnesses in the trial, her career is over. So whether you believe she's right or wrong, at least she took a stand that she believed was right. Of course. I don't think that that was a political decision on their part. Maybe for Susan Collins, maybe, and it could have been. Well, Susan Collins is more of a purple mm. area. Mitt Romney's in a pretty strong Republican. Yeah, he you know, has he, been. Utah. Yeah, he's been in a pretty strong Republican area. Like his map is red. Yeah, he decided he wasn't gonna just go with what everybody else was, in. he made a personal decision for himself. And I feel like I, I wish that's what everyone did. We're gonna get into the impeachment thing, but it was just disappointing to me because these Democrats. Yes, those are Republicans on the other side, but they're not your enemy. They're not your adversaries. They yeah. just have different ideas of how to make this country successful than you. That's all it is. But they just un- have. But di-
0: unfortunately, it's looked at as if you're a Republican, the enemy is your Democrat, and if you're a Democrat, the enemy is the Republican. That's that's how, insane. That's how it's. Uh, I, it that's is fucking insane, insane. But that's how people. And I've look never at this.
1: seen it this bad before, though, dude. But once again, I grew up in a environment where i was not allowed to have a political stance i was not allowed to like i grew up in a politically neutral lifestyle Mm -hmm. okay all the way up until i was 20 22 years old i was not allowed to show my pride in being an american Mm -hmm. because that was giving my allegiance to someone that my allegiance was not supposed to go to of course so maybe it's been like this forever and i'm just tripping Mm -hmm. But it seems pretty fucking bad right now. It's in Washington and it's trickling down everywhere else. If the president of the United States is up on the stage in that moment, at least when the entire world is watching, can you please respect the office? If you don't respect him, respect the office, of course, please. Yes. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. At least in that one, ver- this is the state of the union. Like I said, yes, the entire world is watching. Yep. Please respect the office. Yes. If you don't respect him, let Fight that fight another day. Of course. There's going to be an election. Of course. Fight that fight then. Yep. And that's what really made me upset about it. And I just thought on both sides it was really depressing. I, I've i told you I've never considered myself Democrat, Republican, or anything. I'm an American. I love anybody who loves this country. What you're talking about is absolutely true, though. Unfortunately, we're at a place where there's n- there's nowhere for anybody in the middle. Because how does a person who wants to protect their gun rights – but doesn't want to pay $600 for one pill or medical aid and attention is a right for every human being, not something that should be a business. Who do you vote for? Yeah. There's no one for you to vote for. Yeah. Because if you vote for the guy who's going to take care of you on the healthcare voting for somebody who's trying to take away your guns, or first of all, this whole people trying to take away my guns, that's never going to happen. Never, There's nobody who's actually trying no, to do that. No. Just stop. Y- yeah. Y'all, Republicans. Y'all
0: got to stop with that. Yeah. There's no,
1: I mean, that's, that's, that's what
0: crashed fucking Beto into the ground. Yeah. When he said, hell yeah, we're going to take your AR-15s. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. And he
1: probably really, really fucking believed that. But let me tell you something. Most Democrats need guns to be out there so that they can get elected by telling you they're going to control guns. Of course. And then they're not going to do shit about it.
0: They ne- And they never have.
1: It, they never it, have
0: it's been a, it's been a democratic stunt since the beginning of time yeah
1: and they've always I mean there's been there's been democratic house and senate many many times Yep. what type of gun legislation has come out nothing and they want to blame all the republicans have the nra they
0: did during i think it was obama's second term okay you could only purchase one box of ammunition per day okay and when you when you purchase a box they scanned your id mm-hmm. and that was it that was all you could purchase and that went into a a, a database at for everybody, you couldn't yeah. go from store to store and do it.
1: Okay, you could just. Do you feel like that's a violation of the Second Amendment?
0: Not necessarily, no. Because okay. my opinion on the Second Amendment is, do you need five thousand rounds of seven point six two by thirty nine?
1: Right. There's some people out there who believe they do.
0: I, of course, for I mean, when the type for, for, for the for, the, for the, the the radical side, yes.
1: Yeah, because when the government comes and tries to get their let guns, me tell you they're going to be ready.
0: Let me tell you what my AR fifteen is used for. Yeah. It's for when somebody kicks in that door and tries to hurt somebody in my four walls. Yeah. And I have a bullet that's going to pierce through a door. Yeah. That's what that's for. Right. And I don't need 5,000 rounds. Right. To make sure that doesn't happen. So do I personally feel like. So you would call that
1: sensible gun legislation.
0: I would call it. How do I put this? I would call it a step in the right. I don't want to say the right direction. Because if you want to have 5,000 rounds of ammunition in your house, and if you want to drop a mass amount of money on ammo in one day that mm-hmm. is your right to do so right do i feel it's necessary no i i don't feel it's it's
1: but there's there's people in corners who believe just that little bit of legislation is an infringement on their second amendment right
0: but how you still have your guns you still have your
1: ammo there's people who don't want you to touch it like just let us have what we want and here's the problem we've talked about this before like that, that gun debate it's never going to go away no it's it's, a, it's they, a Though both sides need it yes republicans need to say it's a they're tell never going to take your guns sides. and democrats need to say we're going to get those guns mm-hmm. so that they get people inflamed and yeah, impassioned of course. and they get votes Yeah, it's sad the, for the people in the middle there's just there's nobody there's nobody out there
0: my hopes for this my hopes after this administration has come and gone. Mm-hmm. Is we can establish a middle ground. We can establish somebody who is going to take care of this healthcare crisis and not have to pay a thousand dollars for a shot of insulin. Right.
1: And he's
0: also going to say, they're your guns. Keep them. Yeah. Th- that as long as you're not doing anything illegal. The world with them, we live
1: in right now, though, but that's, like you're no, either I, one thing or another.
0: I know that, but what I'm saying is my hopes for. Not the next four years, obviously, but the election after that, that's that's truly what I hope to see is somebody who's going to come in and say, you know, no one's ever given a libertarian a shot.
1: Do you think that what's happening in Washington right now is making able minded people not even be interested in going into politics now?
0: See, I lean both ways on that because I was at a point in my life personally that no, I did not give a shit. I didn't care. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care who you're sending the missiles at. I don't care what you're preaching and who you're protesting for. I just don't. I flat ass don't give a shit. Yeah. If you're that passionate to go shut down freeways, if you're that passionate to protest and scream and yell and holler, like, you know what? Fuck it. More power to you. Like, have fun.
1: Have fun. I. But but right now, if if people who, like I said, the people in the middle, they have nobody to look to. So these are little kids. Are they going to grow up and say, hey, Look at these politicians. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Are they going to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to because you're saying you hope somebody will come up that'll bring people together. Of course. But I think there's a blueprint right now. Somebody's going to have to take that blueprint and rip it the fuck up. Uh, Because right now the blueprint is you're either on this side or you're on this side. There ain't no in between. And
0: see, that's that's what I'm sincerely hoping for in the 2024 election is because you had a president from 2008. Two thousand sixteen mm-hmm. who came in and seriously changed the way politics were done. Right. He he came in and he made a huge impression on the Democratic Party. Right. He truly did. And it flared Republicans up like a motherfucker. It mm-hmm. lit fires under every one of their asses because I was one of those asses. I was one of those guys.
1: Can who, you explain that to me? I've asked a lot of people why they didn't like Obama. I'm
0: gonna answer this honestly. Okay. And I hope. That nobody judges me for it, and I hope nobody.
1: That's what we're about on here. I've asked a lot of people, dude. Why didn't you like Obama? Because, like I said, I wasn't I was really heavy very, into. I wasn't heavy into politics back then. I, I didn't vote very, for Obama.
0: Very very uninformed. Mm-hmm. I was. I listened to one side only. Yeah. And did not give a shit about the other side. Didn't care what you had to say, even if yeah. your points were logical. I didn't care. Yeah. I wanted to see what I wanted to see only, and that was it. That was the right way for me. Right. I didn't care. So did I, looking back at the Obama administration, did I like it? No, I don't, my, my views don't. There's no
1: perfect presidency.
0: Exactly. My, my views don't lean towards democratic. Right. Okay. The one thing that I truly will say that that man did, no other president in the United States history has done is created a healthcare program and put it in place for the American people. Yeah. Was it something phenomenal? Was it a program that worked? Mm,
1: yeah, maybe, that's debatable, maybe but that, that's mostly mo- it depends he, on it depends on who you are.
0: But he did it. He put something into play yeah. that nobody else could do. Nobody else could get through legislation. Nobody else could get passed He did that. That's admirable.
1: Yeah. What we need is a healthcare that works for everyone, though, because the problem with that you're right is that it worked for some people, for right. other people that didn't. And I mean, so, I
0: hear horror stories this day about people yeah. on Obamacare, and it yeah, it's one of those things that. When the plan was released, it was like 4,700 pages of legislation. Yeah. And I don't care who you are. If you tell me personally that you sat down and you read 4,700 pages of legislation before you signed that paperwork saying, yep, it's good to go. Yeah. You're a fucking liar. Yeah. You are a liar. I don't care. There's
1: probably somebody's grocery list in there. The only person (laughs) I
0: believe who would sit there and read something that was 4,700 pages would be my wife. Because (laughs) she, she told me the other day, she's read... Seventeen books since January first. Anyways, where where I was where I was going with that is you've seen an extreme left, right, and then now you see the extreme right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're getting the worst and the best of both parties, right? You're seeing yeah. what they can actually do, and you're seeing what they're not going to be able to do, and you're seeing the things that they promised, things that aren't happening, and things that they did promise, and things that are happening.
1: You're you're getting to see. I just feel like whoever comes in and tries to be that man in the middle, he's a dead man walking. He doesn't stand a chance. I think that's kind of how Andrew Yang is. It's only
0: something that is going to be changed by the people. That's, uh, what
1: you're saying is it's going to have to get worse before it gets better. It's gonna, Something's going to have to happen so terrible that it shocks everybody's system and says, okay, enough.
0: And see, I think Stop I think we're living shit. that right now.
1: I hope so. I, think we're I hope living it doesn't that get any worse. Right now. Yeah. I, I hope mean, it doesn't get any worse.
0: You're seeing the extreme left. And now you're seeing the extreme right. Okay, my hopes is in 2024, people wise up and people say, okay, there is a middle ground here. There's there's that, there's, there's 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 something out there. There's somebody out there who is an advocate for both sides. And I'm not talking an advocate for extremists. I'm not talking an advocate for the people that are going fucking crazy, burning down neighborhoods, or right. you know, screaming and yelling about Kaepernick, kneeling. I'm not. Talking about those people because I truly feel like those people are few and far between. Yeah. And that's all that we're seeing. But that's all you see. That's all you see. That's the only thing you see is the crazy the rest of us are
1: just putting our heads down. Exactly. Going to work. No one's talking. Taking care of our families. Yep. And watching this circus. Yep. I'm with you, dude. I I hope so, too. I I hope you're right that it doesn't get worse before it gets better. I don't. I don't think. I think you know what's going to make me relax and let my... Stop my butthole from puckering up. What? If Trump does lose the 2020 election. Okay. And there is a peaceful transition from him to whoever. Okay. If Trump does the right thing, shakes the other guy's hand, congratulates mm-hmm. him or her and says, guys, I did the best I could while I was here, but yeah. the people have spoken. Yeah. It was an honor being your president for four years. <laughs> and then he goes back to Mar-a-Lago or wherever and he plays golf and he rides off in the sunset. hmm Then I think all those people who are behind him are going to follow suit. But if he comes out, the problem with that is there's nobody here right now.
0: There's nobody here who's going to do that right here, right now. That's what I'm I'm worried about. Like when it comes to first of all, I
1: think Trump's going to win again. I'm not.
0: I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's
1: going to win again. I don't know. I think the Democrats are fucking up hardcore right now.
0: Oh, don't get me wrong. I strongly agree <laughs> with that. Yeah, but I don't think there's. I think a lot of people have shifted to what you said earlier about the. I just don't give a fuck. That's true. Because six weeks ago, I think we had a conversation about this, and I told you straight up, I'm not gonna go vote. I don't give a shit anymore. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not gonna even though that is my duty as a citizen of the United States to vote in these elections. Like I just, yeah. I straight up don't. I don't give a shit. I don't care. It doesn't, what, whatever y'all want to do, you, you see what I'm saying? I don't. Somebody's
1: going to hate them for some reason. Exactly. And what's going to happen is there's going to be legislation that doesn't get pushed through because yep. this side doesn't like this side. And yep. it's what's happening right now. I mean, yep. there's legislation sitting in the Senate that's been there for months. Yeah. And yep. because people can't get along, shit's not getting done. On party and every lines. Yeah, and everybody's blaming the other. Well, we would get this done, but they did this. It's, yeah. it's like a bunch of children, man. It it's, is. It's fucking depressing. Yeah. I say get involved in your local government.
0: I agree with that 100%.
1: Because that's what affects us every day. Every day. Our kids' schools. That's where you're, roads, that's that's where you are, see,
0: you know, as as a homeowner you pay taxes and that's Yeah. that's who decides where that money goes. Yeah. Is those council members, the mayor, like that's that's Get involved you, there. Exactly.
1: The presidency is important mostly for foreign relations. Mhm. And I'm no foreign relations expert. Yeah. I will say that there's some things that the current administration has done that's made me a little bit uneasy.
0: I think we need to say something before we continue is that neither of us are political experts in any way, shape, form, no. and fashion. And some of the some of the stuff that I could have said previously
1: yeah. could be wrong. It's hard to do research, though. It
0: is. It really is. It, it's hard it really to find
1: is. accurate information. You're right. Because
0: everybody has is- a side.
1: And that does not, yeah, have an opinion attached to it. Yep. So I try to listen to all sides, use my logic and reason, and try to figure out what's going on. Of course. That being said, next on the list of things to talk about, if you want to go there, is the actual impeachment. Okay. That also is sad and depressing. And I don't blame one side. I think Democrats and Republicans alike created the Donald Trump presidency. Of course. Because of the way that government had been going mm-hmm. and people were like, fuck this. Yep. We need something different. Of course. Yeah. And that's why he's here. But if you caused this to happen, don't get mad now. Like you did this. Yeah. Rather than be so focused on getting this dude removed, we have an election for a reason. Of course. If you feel like, you know what, this ain't the guy. Then go out and do what you have to do for your constituents yeah. and campaign no, you're, you're and, right. and and put policies out there that are really gonna make a difference mm-hmm. and then let people decide. Yep. Cool. Democracy is a funny <laughs> thing though, <laughs> yeah. because it's it's not a perfect system. Yeah. It's the best fucking system we got. And you're trusting people. Are the people who are trustworthy of making these decisions actually doing it? Are the people who you feel like you can trust to make a wise, educated vote do they care enough to even go vote or is it just all these people on the extreme yeah are the radical people who they're gonna hit that all red they're gonna hit that all blue they haven't even read there could be somebody who says i think you should be able to marry a five-year-old on that ticket and they have no fucking clue they just it, it is hard to find accurate information but in any debate in any situation in life The truth always lies somewhere in the middle. Uh, Truth and reason is always in the middle. Yep. Nobody is absolutely right on this side. Nobody is absolutely right on this side. Nobody is absolutely wrong over here. Nobody is absolutely wrong over here. Yeah. It's somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Let's find a common ground. I hope that you're correct and that we're able to do that. Maybe we can find a common ground on this impeachment thing. Okay. (laughs) Let's see.
0: I'm gonna so let, let me let, let me get
1: your take first.
0: So let me start off by saying, you have way more knowledge of this impeachment trial than I do. So if I'm wrong in any way, shape, form, or fashion,
1: please nobody's wrong because nobody really not, knows. Well, I'm
0: talking about if I say information is yeah. not correct, yeah. please correct me because I have.
1: I'm gonna keep it very basic because I don't only, want it to feel like a political argument. Okay, I'd like to argue the facts.
0: Okay, so from what I see, Democrats. Day one since Donald Trump was elected, they have been, we're going to impeach this dude. Mm -hmm. Impeachment, 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 impeachment. Yeah. Okay. These transcripts roll out. You get a whistleblower. You get somebody who says, hey, something's not right. Something's not right here. We need to look into this." House of Congress, takes it, runs with it. Mm -hmm. Write up articles of impeachment for abuse of power and obstruction of obstruction of Congress. Okay.
1: Because they subpoenaed the president for documents and information. Yes. And he gives them a big middle finger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So when I'm looking at this from the outside with no knowledge of how it transpired or how we got to this point, like I said, I have completely backed out of politics, yeah. probably for the past two years.
1: That's how the majority of the country is functioning on this thing, though, dude. Uh, unfortunately, you're, you're right. Like, and rightfully so, because like, what the fuck are you going to do? We it, just wasted how many months in this impeachment trial that everybody knew what was gonna happen? Yeah. How about y'all save those tax dollars that we're paying you? Yeah. He's acquitted. There See you go. later. There you go. Like, let's get this over with. Everybody knew what was gonna happen.
0: Yeah. My thing is, when they released the transcripts, okay, I read the transcripts, I read the, it was what, two pages? This two is pages.
1: a misnomer. Okay. There is not an actual transcript of the call, there is a summary of the call. It's not a word by word transcript of the call. Okay. Like it's not a. See, I didn't know that. Like a manuscript. Basically, there's people taking notes when the call is taken. Now there is an actual record of word for word the call, and that's one of the things that Congress wanted to get, mm-hmm. and we're not allowed to. I just wanted to point that out. But yes, the the transcript that they made public, I believe, was a couple of pages long.
0: Okay. So from the transcript that I read, when they were talking about withholding funds of the Ukraine. Hmm. Basically stating that if you if you do this if you don't do this, I'm going to withhold funds was the accusation right
1: no this, this, the accusation that the this while this, com, while this conversation power. while this conversation was taking place mm. congressionally approved aid was on pause. that's not mentioned in the call at all. They don't mention aid money um President Trump talks about how there's other countries in the European Union that should be helping out mm hmm President Zelensky tells him, we appreciate everything you've done for us. You've actually done more than any other country. Mm-hmm. The union, the European Union should be doing more, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And he tells him that, hey, when you're ready, we're ready to get, I believe they're called javelins. They're missiles that can, like, explode a tank or some shit. Okay. And then Trump says, hey, we need you to do us a favor, though. Mm-hmm. Our country's been through a lot. I'm paraphrasing. I'm not word for word. Of course. Our country's been through a lot. We need to look. Need you to look into this Burisma. He doesn't mention Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, anything. He doesn't mention the aide. He just basically is like, hey, we need you to look into this. Uh, he tells him he's going to put him in contact with Bill Barr, mm-hmm. who's uh, the attorney general. Mm-hmm. And he's going to put him in contact with Giuliani, who is his personal lawyer. And so he doesn't come out, in, at least not in this transcript. It's a summary of the call. He doesn't mention... The aid. He doesn't mention Joe yeah. Biden, Hunter Biden. Yeah, I get what you're saying on that transcript alone. You can't say, "Oh, we're gonna." And, and that's why. But that's what they. That's went why Trump. Of. Well, that's, that's not the, That's that's what's begun the investigation.
0: But that's where the abuse of power came from, is they said that that, that trans, he was withholding funds to the Ukraine,
1: which he was. But he said he was doing it. He wasn't though. He he was. It did not go when it was supposed to go. No, it, it eventually did. They, went.
0: They got they got their funds on time. They got their funds on time. They did. It was not held back. The Ukraine received their funds on time.
1: Trump has even conceded that he held it up. His whole thing is that I was doing this because of corruption. I believe one of the arguments of one of Trump's attorneys was that Ukraine got their aid on time. Because here's the deal. The aid was not like immediate aid. We're not like, dude, Russia's across the street. We need that shit right now. Yeah, It wasn't that type of pressing thing. It was future aid, but it was not released. When Congress approved it, it had gotten held up. So, like, it wasn't like, hey, we need this shit tomorrow. And he was like, nope, you need to go investigate Biden first.
0: But see, that's what the House of Representatives, that's That's what they took and
1: ran with. Maybe the media, I don't think the media talked enough about the fact that this aid, this foreign aid, wasn't, like, something that was needed immediately. Mm -hmm. It was future aid. And before the president released it, he asked about corruption in the ukraine
0: yes but he did now not keep, he did keep in not mind say.
1: keep in mind when it got released it got released after somebody made a complaint which doesn't look good no you're right you're, it got released after somebody made a complaint you're right and then the transcript was put in a high classified server mm-hmm. the reason they gave for that is because oh there's leaks we don't want anything to leak so they put it in a higher class because everything the president says gets leaked. Yeah. Because there's people in the White House who leak shit. Of course. That the president said. Yes. There's been anonymous op-eds. Yes. Written about how. about And this is not stuff that Trump wants getting out there. Because mm. basically these op-eds are like, this guy really doesn't know what he's doing. This and that. Yeah. And they're sending this shit to the Washington Post. Which is kind of a conflict of interest. Because I believe Jeff Bezos runs the Washington Post, and him and Trump hate each other, see, I, I, the I, Amazon I don't, guy. I don't know any of that. Yeah. I don't know so any of that. that transcript, and and the person who made the complaint, mm-hmm. because the, we didn't see the transcript until after the complaint. Yes. You know how two people can look at one thing and see two different things? Of course. You have to use your context clues. Okay, so the yeah. aid is held up. He's asking Zelensky to look into something that's already been looked into, and he's not sending his Department of Justice, he's sending... Mayor Giuliani, and he brings up Burisma, which is a Joe Biden thing. Now, that testimony that, that the, the House is looking for, there's this belief that there's other times that Trump had phone calls where he actually specifically mentioned Joe Biden, where he specifically mentioned Hunter Biden, and that stuff was subpoenaed for and nobody got it.
0: And you're, like, like I said, you're probably 100% right. Yeah.
1: I'm not, I'm not debating that fact at all. But yeah, you what didn't I, have. That. Just, you're saying they didn't have the evidence. What
0: I'm saying is, when the House of Representatives said it's time to impeach,
1: that's true. This is what I'll, we're impeaching. That was before on. the. That was before the. That was when the whistleblower they they were talking about it. They didn't actually impeach. Yes. Start with I mean, the article. they articles, been, been fucking talking about it. But they were talking about it before the transcript even came out. Yes. All they heard was the whistleblower complaint, yes. and they ran took off. Yeah. yeah, ran with it. I mean, no, as, you're absolutely right about that. As fast
0: as they could. So the reason I think this is all a crock of shit. mm Hmm. Is because they've been talking impeachment since day one. They've been looking for something, any micron of something, since day one. You said it yourself 10 minutes ago. No president is perfect. Yeah. There's no such thing as a perfect person. If you're not fucking up, then your heart's not beating. Yeah. Like there's. That's the problem when you put your trust in men. Yes.
1: That's why this whole thing is kind of crazy. Yes. Like
0: people screw up. Yeah. People say things that they shouldn't have said. I think, I genuinely think that. I hate to use the word witch hunt because it's been thrown around so loosely. Mm-hmm. They've been looking for a reason since 2016 to do this, and they found a straw and they grabbed it as fast as they could. Right, and they rushed this whole process mm-hmm. of impeachment to make I don't know to make their make their argument. I guess
1: they um, rushed it because if they rushed it because they felt like they were being obstructed, and if they'd have sent it up to the Supreme Court. Donald Trump would have finished his second term by the time any of that got settled. You're right. I'm with you 100%. I hope I don't
0: the... sound like an idiot. I'm not trying no, to no, no, sound no. like an idiot. I'm with you 100% because on this. Because I have this. no knowledge I'm, of the, the basic. I'm with you
1: this. 100% on this. There was a, a large group of people, majority Democrat, that were on this dude's ass. Uh-huh. And anytime there was a little bit of smoke, they pulled out the hydrant and like, there's a fire. Yeah. There's a fire. Mm-hmm. There was too much smoke around Trump for me to think that nothing inappropriate was happening. But I don't think there's a single politician who's ever gotten into power and that did not do something inappropriate to you're get right. there. You're right. Here's the difference. Most politicians have enough people in their corner who like them <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: to let that shit slide. Yeah. Donald Trump is a dude who he's been a billionaire pretty much since he was born. Mm-hmm. You know, his father had an empire. He continued it. He's never, ever had somebody say, no, don't do that. Yeah. And he becomes president of the United States and say what you will. I'm never going to say this man's stupid. Maybe it's more street smart than book smart. Yeah. But the dude's smart.
0: Yeah. I agree with that.
1: And obviously he, he figured out a way to keep his nose clean because he had a bunch of other types of shit going on around him. Mm -hmm. People getting indicted, people going to prison and ain't nobody got him yet. Yeah. I think that was the thing. Like Everybody was like, there's smoke. There's got to be something. There's got to be something. And yeah. they kept digging and digging and digging and digging and making asses of themselves yes. to the point where people were like, dude, like, leave this guy alone. You were just trying to get this dude no matter what. Yes. Then he does something that actually should probably be called into question at minimum. I'm not saying impeach him and, and remove him from office, but somebody should say, yo, dude, I don't think you should be doing that. Yeah. I don't think you should ask a foreign country, to investigate an American citizen. We have an American justice system for that. Yeah, Let them do their job. Unless you want to tell us that this whole thing is corrupt and you had to go outside, you had to go rogue, you had to send Rudy Giuliani over there to find out the truth. Yeah, And there's people who buy into that, dude. I've never seen in my life a group of people, there's Democrats, there's Republicans, and then there's Trumpians. Uh, They don't give a fuck about any of it. And you're right. Yeah, they Even have, if they he have did they on. don't care if he asked no. Ukraine to investigate the Bidens because, in their mind, that's what he should have done. Yeah, okay, and that's fine. But all I'm saying is, if we're going to drape ourselves in the flag and claim to love this country and love the Constitution, like at some point, you have to say bare minimum. That's that's not appropriate for you to ask somebody to investigate not only. An American citizen, but an American citizen who happens to be the son of your most likely at the time political rival. No, you're, it's just I mean, you're, not a good look.
0: You're right, a thousand percent. Here's, yeah, the, here's the problem. You, they've been crying wolf since exactly. 2016.
1: So now nobody cares,
0: and now no one gives a shit. Yeah. And when, like you said, something comes up, and there should be, and it should be questioned, and it should be say, "Hey, you shouldn't be doing that shit." Or, All Trump
1: has to say is, "Oh, look at the Mueller report." Yes. Oh, look at. All he has to do is point at all this other stuff. Like they're just trying to get me again. Yes, he's got enough power with the Senate in his pocket, in, in his back pocket. Like he, and the, and you know what's happening now? That's why I told you. Like he's going to win again because now these Repo- or these Democrats have absolutely shit their pants and this whole thing. And like all of a sudden, his poll numbers are up. Yeah, his approval rating is up. Yep,
0: I saw that last night. Um, of course, I don't, I don't pay attention to that because
1: it just makes me nervous. I hope this is what i hope happens i hope they acquitted him today i hope he says man that was a close call Mm -hmm. i probably shouldn't do something like that again like maybe i took it a little too far the sad part is i feel like whatever he was trying to do with biden was successful so the biden thing came and went and nothing happened of it and why do you think we haven't heard anything of it now yeah ukraine never investigated it because they knew there was nothing to it now that trump's been acquitted the Republicans don't give a shit about Biden either. He just got his ass kicked in the Iowa caucuses. Yeah. Like that job is done. Yeah. All I hope is that Trump's going to be like, first of all, he was a man who'd never been in politics and mm-hmm. a man who never had anybody tell him, no, you can't do that. Yeah. So there's been a few things in his presidency that people are thinking is so sinister. And I've thought to myself, dude, he probably just doesn't know better. Like he's not a constitutional scholar. Yeah. This dude's a businessman and yeah. he's used to making backdoor deals and this is what he does. Yeah. So don't be surprised if he brings that shit to the White House. That's what you asked for, and that was the that was the or, that's up of yeah. or that's what you created. Yeah, or that's what you created if you were not taking care of people the way they needed to. Of and the, the the thing is, is I don't believe there's any one person who's going to solve any of these issues. I, I'm not a never Trumper. I don't hate Trump. I didn't even do my part in last year's election, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, in the 2016 election, because I thought the choice was terrible, and I didn't want to have part in none of it. I didn't do my, so that's why I don't complain about Trump, because Mm. I may have helped him get in office. If I would have voted for an independent or a libertarian, that would have been a waste of my time, so I just didn't vote. When he got elected, I wanted him to do well. I still want him, he's still the President of the United States. Of course. He's still the. Pro- I'm not upset that he didn't get impeached, that he didn't get removed. I hope he says to himself, you know what, in the future, yeah. even have the wherewithal to send somebody else to look into your political rival. Don't be the guy who asks for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? No, yeah, because that taints what is supposed to be the best part about democracy is that people get to choose for themselves because they are supposed to gather all the facts, gather all the information, and go to that ballot box. and have confidence that they're gonna, their vote is going to be counted for the right reasons. Yeah. I don't care what you say. There's other countries trying to interfere in our elections. Our adversaries are watching, and they're having success at right now with what they're trying to do. The Roman Empire fell from within. Yeah. Democracy is not meant to last forever. There's no empire that's lasted forever. All the way from the Egyptian Empire to Alexander the Great, to all of it eventually fell. Yeah. I hope that this is not the decay Starting right now.
0: See, I don't, I don't, I genuinely don't think it is. Man. Because you're like I me. You're optimistic. I You're optimistic. I really think that in the, in, you know, in 16 years, we're going to see an extreme left and an extreme right. Yeah. And we're going to see the benefits and the negative stuff on both sides.
1: There's got to be some then, rock star who comes out and, and, then, and is like, I'm fixing all this shit. And
0: then here we come in 2024 yeah. where we're going to fix this shit. We're going to solve this problem. Not only are we going to cater to you, but we're going to cater to you as well. So I genuinely hope that's the case.
1: That's a hope. But you realize all these people you see on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like all these people are. Well, I, my, this, my, this is my it, problem with with it, the whole Senate and the and the House. All the old school people who were there, who've been through the battles and they've done things bipartisan, they're either dying or leaving office. You're right. And now we're getting all these, we're getting a whole new generation of people who, I mean, I don't want to say millennials, but some of them are. Yeah. And what I had hoped, because there were some people who came in very immaturely, I think about Rashida Tlaib.
0: I mean, AOC is, I think, 26.
1: Yeah. But not just by age, but by their approach to the job. They came in. And they were like the the counteract to Trump. They were loud and they of were course, brash. yes. And the old heads who were there, especially like when Trump... She's 30 years old. I'm sorry. Okay. When Trump took over the Republican Party, and it is the party of Trump now, mm-hmm. some of the old heads who were there, I don't know, maybe they tried, but instead of saying, hey, slow your roll, young buck, this is how we do things here, they just went along with it. It's like these old heads who've been there forever, they're a part of this new culture where... Yeah. There's no political correctness. You say yeah. whatever you want, and there's no decorum. It sucks, dude. That's the part that was depressing to me about what we watched last night is I just wanted somebody to, you know, you ever have two kids fighting, and you say, hey, you guys kiss and make up right now. Like, <laughs> I'm waiting for that motherfucker to walk into Congress yeah. and be like, say three things nice about your brother, <laughs> you know? Like, come on. This yeah. shit is so, Yeah, it's why we don't talk about it. Yep. Like, even as I sit here talking about this, I'm like, how many people are going to hang in through this conversation? Like, how many people are going to hang in? I hope they do. Because at the end of the day, Chris, I've known you for five years now. Mm -hmm. Your political leaning, when I first met you, you were very, 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 very involved (laughs) in politics. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily anything I agreed with. It wasn't anything I was so opposed to that I can't be friends with Chris. Because none of that shit's important, dude. Of course. What's important, and I've said this before, is that we've been through shit together. Yeah. Real life shit. That at the end of the day, it didn't matter who you cast your ballot for. Yeah. It didn't matter how you felt about the Second Amendment. Yeah. Or the First Amendment.
0: No, you're right.
1: Any of that. Yeah. When we have conversations like this, at no point do I ever walk away from it thinking any less of you.
0: No, of course not. Most of the time. Of course not.
1: And I hope you feel the same way. I have a deeper level of respect for you because I agree 100%. I see you as a man who's not afraid to stand his ground on what he truly believes in, yeah. but also he's not afraid to listen.
0: And that's man, that's what I genuinely hope that people will take from this. Yeah. I genuinely hope that if if somebody has stuck through this entire episode and listened yeah. throughout this is in 2016 I was that crazy right-wing guy. That yeah. was me. Yeah. I was that guy screaming and yelling and hooping and hollering. That was me.
1: Yeah.
0: Now here we are, 2020. My eyes have opened substantially.
1: Yeah. And it's you didn't become a Democrat. No. You still believe. No.
0: I I still believe in my core values. Yeah. Like I still have the core of me still leans one way. Yeah. But I'm not opposed to hearing your reasons why. Right. And I'm not scared to have my mind changed. And exactly. I really think that. If people would take a second to listen Mm -hmm. and understand where other people are coming from, I'm not talking about these radical ideas of all this crazy shit they've been talking about.
1: If you're in the middle and you feel lost, like we feel you.
0: Exactly. I mean there's there's we feel you there I do feel that there's a middle ground. It just hasn't Mm -hmm. been reached yet. And my hopes is that it will one day be reached. Hopefully that's in four years.
1: I've seen people who are in the middle ground, and I've said to myself, they're not gonna sniff the White House. No, there's people who've been in these democratic primaries who I would consider moderate Democrats. Yeah. And those people don't stand a chance because the people who are voting are the extremists. Yeah. And well, the people, the people, hopefully who are,
0: the people in the middle get tired of it.
1: Yeah. and Hopefully the people it, in the yeah.
0: middle stand up and say, you know what? Yeah. We're fucking tired. Of people that's why fighting. you're We're having. That's people why screaming and yeah. yelling.
1: That's why you're at the end of the day. When you get to a primary election, your choices are way over here. Or way over here. Yeah. And it's sad, man. And I I hope you're right, too. Maybe maybe things could get a little bit worse, but they are going to get better. I know I'm going to do my part. I'm going to get in this microphone, and I'm going to tell people that, guys, it's not as important as you think it is. No, it's not. There's real-life things going on. If you've ever gotten on the internet and called someone a libtard or a redneck or a piece of shit or thrown up a fuck you emoji simply because they said something about their politics that you don't agree with. I'm just gui- think I'm, about it. I'm
0: I'm 100% guilty of that. Just think about it for a second, for- though.
1: Like, is it that serious? That-, that person that you're calling a piece of shit or an idiot, like at the end of the day, they're going to go home and they're going to kiss their get- kids goodnight and they're going to kiss their wife and tell them they love them. Nothing's promised. Yeah, They're going to walk out the door just like you do and go to work and hope that they can return home to their family. I just want people to start recognizing the humanity in people. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna switch out of politics very soon here. But you brought up Beto. So when he was running for Senate, what I liked about him is that he was a very positive person. Mm-hmm. He had a very positive message of unity, bringing people together. He didn't have a lot of policy, though. It was like a lot of flash and bang, but no substance. Of course. But I did like he spoke well, and his message was about unity. The thing in... After he lost the Senate election and decided to run for president, the thing in El Paso happened. And that, after that happened, that's when he was like, hell yeah, we're going to take your AR-15s. Yeah. Okay. So I want you to, anybody who was inflamed by that, I just want you to stop for a second and put yourself in this man's shoes. In his hometown, he just watched, what was it, 22 people
0: mm-hmm.
1: be murdered with this weapon. And not just that, but mourning Parents and brothers, sisters, uncles probably came up to him in tears and said, Beto, when are you going to do something about this? And he probably felt for them. And it probably moved him on an emotional level to a point where he felt like, man, I really think I should do something about this. He came out and he said something really stupid. Yeah. He said, hell yeah, we're going to take your AR-15. First of all, that's just an uneducated statement to make. First of all, most of these people doing these mass shootings, they're modifying these weapons, obviously. Of course, yeah. But all I'm saying is, do you really think that Beto said, hell yeah, I'm going to take your AR-15? Because he has some agenda to disarm the citizens of the United States. Or was that just honestly at the time what he felt like was a solution? Was he right? No. He was wrong. That's not the solution. My, but do you think he said that because he just wanted to disarm America and I mean, he wants my, to piss all over the Second Amendment? Is,
0: people who don't look into things such as you know as statements like that. Yeah. Who know I That's don't care, not really gonna happen? I don't care who you are. You're there's no way you could come in and take every AR fifteen from every law abiding citizen in America. It's yes. physically impossible. Yeah. You couldn't you could take the entire armed forces yeah and not door to door and it would never happen
1: yeah it just wouldn't so take it about as seriously as if he had got up and said i'm gonna pee out of my eyeballs it, it's not gonna happen <laughs> but people took it at face value yeah people said fuck no you're dude we had a
0: congressman there okay. you go he jumped back and he said yeah i saw that I, I can't even quote it verbatim
1: but he basically said i'm over here waiting like Okay. Yeah. yeah there come on. You go. Come on, motherfucker. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm over here. Me and my AR-15 are waiting for you. Yeah.
0: So he hopped on that bandwagon. Complete political stunt. Right. Keep your fucking mouth shut. The dude just shot himself in the foot. Yeah. It's over. When he said that, they took it for face value and completely disregarded anything he could, even if it was something along the lines of something good that he was trying to do. All them. Yeah. completely They would completely discredit him over that one statement. Because they've taken it at face value.
1: I'm I'm trying to make it even more simple than that, though. Like, he said something that was dumb. And most people disagreed and did not like what he was saying. Mm -hmm. But all I'm saying is stop and consider the context. Do you really think this dude is trying to disarm you? Or is he saying this right now because he's hurt and a bunch of other people are hurt and they came to him and... Because he was ne- that was not always his stance. This was his stance after the whole El Paso thing.
0: My honest answer to that is I think it was a political stunt. I don't think it had anything to do with emotion. and
1: That could be too.
0: Him being involved in, in that, that tragedy. That could be too. I really think But does was... that
1: make the threat any more? I don't know. Maybe I'm just, a, like I said, I'm an optimist. Yeah. So I thought some, when he said that, yeah. I was like, dude, maybe he thinks that's a real solution. That's not the real solution. No, there's no way. I thought to myself, maybe in his mind, like that's what he thinks he's supposed to say or do. You're right; it could have been a political stunt. Maybe I'm just naive. The reaction I saw was "fuck you, Beto, eat a dick, Beto." Like,
0: <laughs>
1: like let's have some decorum. A dude said something that was stupid. Yeah, it's okay for you to just move on. Of course, Beto O'Rourke is not coming to your house to take your gun ever, <laughs> no. ever. No, if You're he right. were the president of the United States, he but, would not be coming to your house to take your gun nor would anybody else let it go yeah let it go sometimes people say stupid shit i see people say stupid shit all the the time time you're right and just keep moving yep keep moving and like i said maybe i'm just an optimistic person i just feel like if a person believes in something that you don't believe in it's okay it's okay yeah let it go yeah
0: no i i agree with that
1: all right Dude, it's episode 10. Let's get off this shit. Okay. I don't know who's going to be left. (laughs) There might not be anyone left in celebration of episode number 10. Now let's talk about the top 10 moments in our lives. Christopher, I'm going to let you go first. I can't wait to hear.
0: All right. So my first and foremost, my biggest life accomplishment was marrying my best friend. Hands down. Me and Haley have something that is so incredible I could sit here and talk for days on, but oh, sure. that's, that's my numero uno. Okay. Uh, second would be the birth of my first daughter, Fallon. The third would be the birth of my second daughter, Zoe. Um, backing up to when I was 16, I, when I bought, when I saved and bought my own car, 1975 El Camino, um, time that my band played engine room, Okay. I know it sounds silly, but that was a huge <laughs> deal at the time. Yeah. Um, last year when I started Falzo Filter Supply Company, the only reason that's substantial is because that's the time that me and my brother created this inseparable bond.
1: Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's going to
0: last a lifetime. That's awesome. Um, the startup of Fair Dingham Coffee Company, the startup of this podcast, and the next two are huge for me, man, because it. It, it hits home for me. Fallon came home with her yearbook last year and it had things like, thank you for talking to me when nobody else would. Right. Thank you for being my friend all year long, even though we got mad at each other. Right. It had little things like that in that yearbook that just like that. That's what I preach to my kids yeah. all the time. Like be nice to people. Yeah. Sometimes those kids have nobody or nothing. And right. that was like my reassurance that Fallon was doing that. I got you. And my tenth and final one would be when my when my youngest daughter Zoe was diagnosed with autism, and the reason I say that is because Haley and I went years not knowing why she was different. I right. knew she was different when she got diagnosed. It all made sense, and it made her personality a thousand times better. Man, yeah, it, yeah. it 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 made me realize how amazing that little girl is yeah like it just it
1: because she felt like you understood her too exactly right and, and
0: once we went through those classes and learned how to learn how to deal with somebody on the spectrum it just our world's changed and it's yeah. been a incredible ride ever since that day that's a beautiful I, thing i mean it it, it really has man it, it's that's a beautiful nothing thing short of incredible
1: that's a beautiful thing man all right that's great um <laughs> I wanted you to do that ten to one too, but that's okay. I'm gonna do my ten to (laughs) one. Okay. All right. These are the top ten moments, and it's not necessarily the best moments. I thought just memorable moments, whether it's embarrassment, because there's yeah, there's there's some embarrassing stuff in here, but just moments that stand out when I think about the course of my life. Okay. Number 10 is catching my first fish. And the reason that is so special to me, because that's the last fish I caught. And I was like seven. One and done.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was like
1: seven. Last fish that I caught. Okay. Okay. Number nine is my first kiss. This is a very embarrassing story. 14. I've had a crush on this girl who was friends with my cousins since I was 10. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those situations where she was like, oh you're so cute if you were just a little bit older yeah. blah 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 and she strung me along for four years and i was a sucker like <laughs> okay. she'd come spend the night yeah. with my cousins because at one point we all lived in the same house uh-huh. and she'd ask to borrow my pillow and then she'd sleep on it and then it would smell like her and i wouldn't wash my pillow for six months until that. <laughs> like i was that sucker yeah okay When I turn 14, we find out that I'm moving to California. Mm. So we're hanging out at my cousin's house, and she asks me to go into the kitchen with her, right? So we go in the kitchen and she gives me a hug and she's just like holding me close. And I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? (laughs) Like, this is crazy. This is great. Like to me, at this point, I'm like, oh my God, it's great, he's not in my life. And then I pull, I pull some smooth shit. Okay. I whisper in her ear, I'm like, dance with me. Oh. And she's like, but there's no music. And I took her hand and I put it on my heart and I'm like,
0: <laughs> I'm like,
1: now there is.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Okay,
1: <laughs> dude, I'm 14. Okay. Oh, oh my god! I need to find oh, out where my kids shit. are right now.
0: <laughs>
1: so I put her, I put her hand on my chest and I'm like, now there is. <laughs> so we're like dancing to the beat of my heart or whatever. <laughs> And she starts kissing me. I think she kissed me first. Okay. Okay. I've never kissed a girl Uh at this point. I'm like, holy shit. This is the greatest night of my life. Yeah. Until... Oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That happens... Now I'm like poking my ass out. Like, like I have no, I'm, I do not know what to do. I'm like, I cannot let yeah. her find out that this just happened. Yeah. Like, this is the coolest moment of my life. Uh-huh. I'm supposed to be able to keep it cool. <laughs> and I'm being super awkward. And she's like, Are you okay? And I know that she's thinking I'm being awkward because yeah. she kissed me and like, I don't like it or something. Uh-huh. And I can't be like, No, I just have a raging heart on in my little 14 year old drawers. <laughs> like, Oh, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> and then like it got super awkward and she's like, "Okay." And then we just went back into my cousin's room to finish watching the movie. Damn. And I was like <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, I never oh, I, I awesome. never told her. I, maybe she knew. I don't know. That was super embarrassing, but that will always stand out to me as like <laughs> what well, was a great moment that suddenly went like pff, kaput. <laughs> okay. All right. Number 8, Maddie becoming general of her drill team. Oh, yeah. That was really special because of one of the things I'm going to get into later on. But that was a really special time. Uh, Logan's football game, his first football game after David passed.
0: Yeah.
1: Everybody showed up for that game. Yeah. And yeah. we're cheering for him. It was, it was a great thing. And if I'm not mistaken, he either got a tackle for loss or a sack in that game. And, like, that was huge. Yeah. Like Everybody was yeah. going nuts. That was a great time. Uh, the first time Hannah loved on me. Hannah was the hardest one to crack. Between Logan uh, and her, when me and Whitney first got together, Uh because like she just wasn't having it. Yeah, of course. She didn't want people hugging her. And the first time she like, I was laying on the couch and she came up and sat with me and like laid her head on my shoulder. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was in like Flynn at that point. The day I proposed to Whitney is number five. Number four is the day my brother was born. That was an awesome day. Like I begged for a little brother. Until I got one. And then yeah. I was like, put him back. <laughs> but I remember that day. That that was freaking awesome. Yeah. The day Maddie came to live with us. Oh, When, yeah. when we got custody of her is number three. Number two is my and Whitney's wedding day. And number one has to be when Maddie was born. Like, of course. When I became a father, it changed my life. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And those are the top ten moments of my life. There's a lot more embarrassing moments that I'll probably get to at some point for your entertainment. <laughs> there you go. But, uh. That was what I wanted to do in celebration of us doing this thing. Technically, I know there's already 10 episodes, but this is the 10th episode with us together. Yeah. Brother, it's been a pleasure. I'm having so much fun doing this with you. Absolutely. We're only getting started, and we are so thankful for everyone who has supported us through these 10 episodes, all the shares, the comments, the likes, the subscriptions. I don't know if you've checked out the comments on our Apple podcast page, But people are leaving reviews. We're all five stars. Everybody's sharing it. They love it. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much. That is what makes you guys a part of this thing. And we can't be more thrilled that you are. And we're going to keep this thing going. All right, Chris. It's time to get out of here, brother. This is going to be our longest one yet. I hope everybody sticks around. I hope they feel our passion. And I hope the message comes through. There's got to be some decency left out there. No matter what you believe, there's a middle ground. There's a middle
0: ground. Go fucking find it. Yeah. No matter
1: what you believe and how strongly you believe it, it's okay that someone else disagrees with you. Just find that common ground and find that decency. And this world is going to be a much, much better place. Couldn't have said it
0: better, my friend.
1: It's been a pleasure, my friend. Episode 11 is around the corner. I can't wait till we get there. But for now, my name's Nick Stevenson.
0: I'm Chris Clark, and we'll see y'all next time.
1: You've been listening to
0: the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast with Nick and Chris. For more show content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram,
1: and Twitter.